Hello everybody, welcome to this Talking Tendons podcast. My name is Associate Professor Peter Meliaris. Uh, I am an academic at Monash University. Today I wanted to talk about a new study that um, was published very recently in the um, in the journal. I'm just trying to find the journal um, and I can't. I'll come back to that. But the lead author is Ruth Chibensi, who's out of Iowa in the US. And there's a whole bunch of really good um, co-authors. Uh, I would strongly recommend you read this paper. It is a very high-quality randomized controlled trial um, with some really interesting findings. Um, it's published in Pain. Uh, so uh, back to the paper. Um, what they did in this paper is um, so the the title is the effects of pain size. It, Pain Science Education Plus Exercise on Pain and Function on in Chronic Achilles Tendinopathy, a blinded, placebo-controlled, explanatory, randomized trial. So they've really nailed that title. They've, they've defined what type of design it is. It's explanatory because it has a placebo control. Um, they're trying to understand the, you know, the mechanisms. They're trying to understand, you know, uh, whether this works and how it works and you can see that from the range of outcomes they've used it's definitely not pragmatic because they've got so many outcomes and a lot of lab-based outcomes but really really good explanatory trial so basically they'll try to understand whether if you add this pain science education which is a understanding pain mechanisms understanding biopsychosocial aspects of pain um, will that improve over the placebo, which was a pathoanatomical education for pain? Um, and they had exercise in both groups. Um, so that was their design. Uh, they um, ended up recruiting uh, 66 people, randomizing in, into those two groups. Um, and they, as I said, they had a whole host of outcomes. Um, the, the rationale was basically that we know that pain science education, biopsychosocial education may be beneficial for musculoskeletal pain. Uh, it might work via reducing fear, re reducing catastrophizing, but we don't really know that. might work via reducing or influencing pain mechanisms. We don't really know whether that's the case either. So they basically tested it and they had a whole range of really good outcomes, um, which I will try and find now. Um, the outcomes were um, uh, pain and function, as you would imagine, um, uh, movement evoked pain. Um, they had so things like calf raise pain. Uh, they had um, um, self-reported pain. Uh, they had kinesiophobia. Uh, they had um, um, they also had performance measures, um, which were sort of calf raises and other other metrics um, and they had CPM condition pain modulation um, so whether sort of inhibitory mechanisms are changing inhibitory pain mechanisms central inhibitory pain mechanisms are changing they had um, um, that's probably the main ones I probably left out a couple but have it you know as I say have a read of the paper um, and they looked at people um, doing these interventions and again the interventions are really well described they've got even videos links to videos which you can access um, so um, have a look at that basically um, going to the bottom line what did they find um, effectively they found that these two groups um, uh, 
pretty much went through the interventions, did pretty well, um, adhered to them pretty well. There wasn't too many issues, um, but there wasn't any differences really between the two education types. Um, there wasn't any differences in the primary outcomes or I believe any of the other outcomes um, in the education type. So, uh, so whether you had the exercise with the pain science biopsychosocial education or whether you had the other education, you still improved. Um, and, and, and it's really interesting because they found improvements, you know, pretty good improvements in pain, as you would imagine. But they also found improvements in psychosocial factors like kinesiophobia, but they improved equally or there was no difference they detected in, the, in those improvements between the groups. Possibly people weren't. One of the explanations that I've sort of thought of is that maybe uh, people weren't. Um, uh, the type of people who had major, major fear issues who you would target towards this approach. So maybe there is sort of a subgrouping that is needed, people who are not going to respond to, unless they have that targeted education. Uh, maybe that's one of the explanations. Um, uh, so um, another explanation that the authors uh, talk about is that, well, it could just be that, you know, people... Uh, having exercise, they're gaining confidence because it's like a graded exposure intervention, as we know. So I mentioned that in their first paragraph of the discussion. So, you know, you're having exercise, you're getting more confident, you're getting more confident, you can tolerate load. Um, so maybe the uh, the additional um, uh, biopsychosocial education is not adding anything further above that. Uh, maybe it will, as I say, for some people, but not uh, in the cohort that they looked at in this trial. They did do um, sort of to poo-poo my um, <laughs> explanation of maybe you need to target the right people. Uh, they did do a, they did do a, a post hoc type analysis of just the ones that had high kinesiophobia and they found in each group and they found no differences. But we know that uh, because you're breaking randomization, those analyses, you have to be very cautious in the interpretation um, of those analyses. Um, so look, uh, one of the other interesting things was CPM didn't change. Now again, it could be because CPM wasn't you know, impaired to start with, so the, the inhibitory mechanisms were not impaired to start with. Um, so one of the things to really look at is the cohort, um, you know, whether it would be a cohort that would have CPM and kinesiophobia initially. Um, maybe that affects and um, what they would have found in this trial would have been different. Uh, but I think it's a great trial and it's definitely worth reading. What it basically tells us is that, um, you know, it, it, people will get better uh, maybe pain science education is not the answer, particularly for this cohort. Um, we do need, what it tells me, I think, and what I'm really interested in from this is what are the mechanisms by which people improve kinesiophobia, because they clearly do improve. Uh, what are the mechanisms, though, uh, by which they improve? That would be really interesting to untangle. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, that's all I wanted to say about that one. Uh, I'll link it to the show notes. It's a really good trial. It's really well reported. It's really well, well written. So if you're interested in um, trials and reading a good one on tendinopathy, that's one to read. Um, thanks very much, everybody. See you next time.